0: Hello, and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. Our messages are designed to help teach and equip you on your journey to lead people to follow Christ. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage you, no matter where you are, on your journey towards Christ. If you have questions, want to talk, or want to learn more about Summit, visit us at summitniles.com. Thanks for listening. good to be with you it's good to worship god together it's good to sing his praises it's good to hear his word preached it's good to fellowship with one another the one thing jesus said about his church the body of christ is that it was to be a house of prayer a house of prayer In the old testament isaiah chapter 56 verse 7 god said this he goes these i will bring To my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar for my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations twice two times in that verse alone God's temple is called a house of prayer God's design was for his, his house there the temple in Jerusalem to be a gathering place for worshipers from all nations a place where prayers would rise like, like incense <laughs> from the hearts of faithful followers of Christ to the presence of the living God. The essence of, of that is perhaps captured uh, in, in David's heart cry. In, in Psalm 27, verse 4, this idea of worshiping God and, and, and the praise and the prayer going to Him. This is just one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. To, to be able to boldly approach God. To have access to the Creator, Sustainer, um, Almighty God through prayer. In the New Testament, Matthew 21, verse 13, Jesus restates what has been said in Isaiah. It's also recorded in, in Mark um, 11, I believe Luke 19. and 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 here's what it says jesus is is speaking to those there in the temple again he says it is written he said to them my house will be called a house of prayer house of prayer prayer is crucial to our understanding god's word and god's will for our lives god has given us the command he's given us the instruction to pray and there are benefits to prayer we're going to talk about a few of those And we pray in obedience to God's Word. We pray in expectation of how God fulfills His promise. And we pray at the invitation of God to come boldly into His presence. Our text today, Paul encourages uh, the Ephesians to pray. It also is one of the ways that we walk out our faith. Prayer. Walk it out is the title of our current message series—we're talking about putting our theology in shoe leather. This is where the intersect of faith um, is fleshed out in our living. Next week, this, so this week we're talking about prayer. Next week we're going to talk about the importance of God's word and walking out of faith. We're going to look in a, in a following week on, on fasting. We're going to look at fasting. We're going to talk about witnessing. We're going to talk about community. How do we walk out our faith? So, just a reminder from last week. I think what was clearly established for us in the Walk It Out series so far, and this is positively clear in Scripture, that we are saved by grace through faith, not works. Do you see this in Ephesians chapter 2? It says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. So we're talking about walk it out. We're talking about putting feet to our faith. We're talking about the, the, the things, the righteousness, of, of the righteous acts, the righteous work of God that He has given to us, that we walk out our faith. We're talking about that. But in our minds it is clear we are saved by grace. Uh, it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, not, not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works. So that no one can boast we've clearly established that for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to what to do the good works Which God prepared in advance for us to do But we want to live that whole verse We don't want to just stop short and say God your grace is good for me And that's all there is to it indeed. We want to get to the part where we say that we are his handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us to do Now watch this not not even our faith is a work Let me explain that not our our faith. is our, our faith is a gift You cannot believe in Jesus unless God does a prior work in you Can I say it this way? We are too doggone dumb? lost dead To be able to say yes to God if it weren't for the fact that before his saving grace he gave us grace so that we would know our sin and be able to hear the message and respond um, in faith watch this second corinthians 4 the god of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers that is lostness um, that's that's you know just dead spiritually dead so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of christ who is the image of god For what we preach is not ourselves, but Christ Jesus Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. And for God who said, watch this, let the light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. If we didn't have the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, we wouldn't see or know Christ when we saw him. Ha! But... (laughs) again that great verse while we were sinners somehow god in his grace and mercy he, he saved us by grace and he gave us the gift of faith so that we could we could see who he is and we could respond in the right way to a holy god one commentator said it this way he said but it may be asked is not faith the gift of god yes as to the grace by which it is produced but the grace or power to believe the act of believing So the grace or power to believe and the act of believing are at least two sides, two different things. Without grace or power to believe, no man ever did or could believe, but that power, the act of faith, is is something that you have to exercise in, in, in yourself. So you say, God never believes for any man, no more than he repents for them. So your faith is a gift of God, but you have to exercise it. So... That's how that works it's enabling grace <laughs> you believe for yourself just to make a note of this i think in relation to prayer it, it shows the essential nature of prayer in evangelism you understand what i'm saying because god initiates salvation we should ask god to do the initiating god there are people that are lost and I'm praying, oh God, that the light of Christ would shine into the dark spot of their life and you would save them. Amen. Now that's what we ought to be a part of, what we ought to be praying for in evangelism. God initiates it, we should be asking God. So pray and ask God to grant the ability to believe to those who we want to see saved. If salvation was our accomplishment, we would tend to boast about it. But there can be none of that because God alone receives the glory. So, works play no part at all in securing salvation. We're not saved half by grace and half by works. We walk it out. Now, what are those good things, those good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do? We're going to talk about that. You see, God saves us from wrath, to be sure, but he also saves us for something. Beautiful to be sure God's handiwork workmanship the greek word literally there. Um, some of your bibles will say god's handiwork or his workmanship It literally is a word that that talks about um, piece of art a piece of art God's grace is a transforming kind of grace. He meets us where we are, but he doesn't leave us there God's grace takes us to where we should be going the love of god that saved my soul will also change my life You say, "Well, (laughs) I don't know that God has changed my life." I want to say, "When God saves you, He'll change your life. He'll change your life. We're being remade into His image, a new life, remade life. God is making us active in good works. Those good works are valid evidence that someone has been saved. Right? Prayer is one of those ways that we walk out our faith. Prayer." Is God's will for us? Prayer is modeled for us in Christ. Prayer is commanded to us as followers of Christ. It's effective in walking out our faith and doing the work of God. It's Christians. Um, any Christian who desires to grow will exercise the muscle of faith. Or the muscle, the muscle of prayer. So, how do we do that? So, do you have an example of that? How how can I begin to kind of get my hands around what that looks like? Do you have an example of that? Um, How can someone become a person of prayer? Well, lucky for you, I have an example of what that uh, means to walk out in terms of prayer. I'm going to ask uh, Sarah Watkins to join me, and I I want you to hear a testimony of, of how this has played out in her life, and I think it helps give us a handle of of how we too can be effective in prayer. So, um, would you help me welcome Sarah Watkins? So, I'm not sure that everybody knows you um, as well as our staff and and some people. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Who are you?
1: I'm Sarah. (laughs) Um, I have a husband, Brandon, who's this beautiful bearded man over here. Um, I have two kids who are in some kids right now, and uh, yeah, I used to be a teacher for 11 years, and then when my daughter was born, I decided to stay home with her. So now I take care of the family and a lot of very crazy animals.
0: How long have you been at Summit Church?
1: Uh, about four and a half years.
0: And what are some of the things that you do uh, have done here in ministry?
1: I teach the three-year-old class during second service, which is very fun and entertaining. Um, I also do a lot of the women's Bible studies, um, a lot of the women's events. I'm on the women's ministry team as well.
0: So as a staff, and, and I know that others in our congregation have heard about a prayer journal, your, your uh, aunt's prayer journal, who uh, an important person in your life, but it was a powerful um, example of, of tracking prayer, and I, tell me about that. Um, how has that prayer journal impacted your life and the lives of others?
1: Well, um, my aunt was a pastor's wife. She was somebody who had a lot of health problems her whole life. Um, but she was not a negative person. She was very, very positive, very joyful always. Um, a lot of that was intentional. She spent a lot of time in the Word. Um, one of the ways she did that was through um, like a spiritual notebook, which she kind of used as a devotional. Um, And she would put a lot of things in it, like cards that she got in the mail that kind of prompted her to think of some verses, or she would just sit and track a bunch of verses. She'd put prayers in there, um, comic strips, things like that. It wasn't always very serious, but it was always very focused on God's goodness and the plans that he has in her life. And that intentionality kind of carried over in her attitude. Um, She was somebody who was a prayer warrior for people. She was one of those people, if you... She told you she was praying for you, Mm -hmm. she was, and you knew it, and she was doing it frequently and specifically, and she did this for everybody. Um, After she died, which was about a year ago, our family was very devastated. This was a big loss for us, and her granddaughter was especially having a hard time. And she came to my uncle and she said she was struggling because she didn't have grandma to pray for her anymore. So my uncle went and found her, notebook that she had been keeping, and he happened to open it up to his page, and it said, um, this is mine, not hers, but it said, if you are a follower of Jesus, you can point to a specific place in Scripture where Jesus prayed for you. Yes. And then she referenced John 17, 20 through 25, where Jesus prays for future believers. Then she goes on to say, prayer is not restricted by time. My prayers for others can still be alive in God's ears when mm-hmm. I've left this earth behind and then she referenced places in Revelation where the prayers of the believers have been offered up as incense to God. Um, So that gave my cousin a lot of comfort. She knew that because she'd prayed for her at one point, those prayers are still on God's ears.
0: Yeah, so since then, there've been times where the family has come over, and and what happens to that book now?
1: The book is out. Um, It's on the buffet in my uncle's house. Um, He looks at it a lot. He invites everybody to look at it. Um, I take pictures of it. It's not like some like precious thing that he keeps hidden. Um, it serves as a really great reminder of how intentional she was. But then it just reminds us, too, that we still have a piece of her. And the prayers that she had for our family are still on God's ears.
0: Sure. And then you started your own uh, prayer book, uh, your own journaling. And tell us a little bit uh,
1: about that. Yeah, this is mine right here. Um, I started it because I wanted to be as intentional as she was um, with the, the, the way I looked at, at my spiritual walk. I wanted to leave a witness behind for my family also so they could see the things that I was struggling with, the things that I prayed for. Um, so my prayer journal is a lot like my aunts. I use little different prompts that I find and um, I write verses off of those. It's full of um, song lyrics a lot because I love songs and that's one way that I like to worship. Um, But it's also full of, like, prayers for my family, prayers for my husband, prayers for my children, um, and things like that. It's not like a precious little thing that's, like, meticulous that I, you know, have to have the exact right, you know, sticker or something like that. A lot of stuff is taped in or glued in, um, but it's just a reflection of my spiritual journey.
0: And how have some of those things impacted your life so far?
1: Um, It's really helped me to remember the faithfulness of God in my life. I try to write down um, times that I see God doing things in my life, like even something like an accident that I avoided and I knew like that was totally God. There was no way that that car didn't hit me if not for God. Um, So I try to write that stuff down and keep a track of that, and it helps me to be confident that no matter what I'm facing in the future, I know God's going to be there for me because He was there for me all these other times in the past.
0: Anything else you want to say about that prayer journal before we tell people about how they can participate? Um,
1: yeah, just that it's something anybody can do. It doesn't have to be something like you're particularly crafty or you're really good at things. Like, a lot of my stuff and my aunt's stuff was just, like, scrawled out in the corner of a page. It'd be something maybe we'd go back to. It's not something I sit in, like, every night at 9 o'clock. I, you know, have to sit down with this thing. I, I add stuff to it as it happens. But because it's so important to me to to be intentional like this, um, I try to keep up with it.
0: So, January 14th, uh, right here at Summit Church, Uh, women's ministry is uh, hosting a breakfast. Uh, And Sarah's gonna be sharing um, that morning about her prayer journal, um, a little bit more, some more detail, uh, some practical ways that uh, people can get started on one of their own. Um, And they're gonna get a gift, they're gonna get to uh, um, leave with a a prayer journal. Tell us a little bit more about that day. Okay, Um,
1: so you, if you're a woman, You can come and um, have breakfast and fellowship with people, but we're also gonna have um, a notebook kind of of similar to this that you are going to get to take home with you, but we're also gonna give you a bunch of materials that you can use to kind of start some pages here and there in the book, and we'll give you some examples of what some will look like um, if you're super, super crafty, if you're not so crafty, and if you just are like the baseline of craftiness. Um, so we'll give you that and then you'll be able to walk away with that and hopefully have a new tool to kind of help you on your journey
0: so a tool that helps us in prayer it's a another practical step it's a next step and I'm excited about that Uh, I would encourage um, ladies for you to do that men this is something you can do too Um, when I was um, in seminaries when I started this Had a 30-day experiment in prayer in fact for me, um, I'm thinking I have to keep a prayer journal for the rest of my life. I can't hardly, you know, this blows my mind. How am I going to do that, you know? But I could start with a few days, and I started with 30 days, and since then I've been able to track different uh, requests over the years. But a 30-day experiment in prayer, and I go back through here, and I think of some of the things, some of the things I was struggling with, some of the things that um, God was trying to teach me. Um, there's some of my feelings in here, and, 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 and some of my feelings and the, the challenges that I have, have had. Um, it's one of those books that I say, um, is it's on my bookshelf in my office, but it's hidden behind a door with no glass in front of it. Um, when my family reads this, I want it to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, n- not really, but <laughs> this, <laughs> when they read it, they might be glad I'm dead, I don't know. Um, it's one of those things that um, it, it journals part of my spiritual walk with Christ. And it's been so important. So uh, I'm so grateful for your, your aunt's example and, and for your example and for you being able to teach that to the rest of us. I'm so excited about that opportunity. Would you take a minute and let's pray. Lord, thank you for Sarah. Thank you for a, a godly praying um aunt who who loved you and um from evidence of her prayer life she would crawl under the burden of prayer and she would lift others to you as well and how that's impacted sarah and, and now her family and then all of us so thank you for those godly examples that we have continue to bless Brandon and Sarah and their family, thank you for them. Help us, oh God, teach us to pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Would you thank, Sarah? All right. Um, Let's jump into some of this. God's will, prayer is God's will for us. The Apostle Paul urged the Ephesians Christians to pray Um, Christians today need to be vigilant in prayer if we have any hope of being victorious as we walk out our faith so Ephesians chapter 6 notice verse 18 Ephesians 6 verse 18 and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests pray In the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert and always keep on praying for all the lord's people pray also for me that whenever i speak words may be given me so that i will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel you could be praying that right now for me for which i am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Now I just want you to see the context there. Do you see it? Paul has been addressing the issue of, of working out your faith. Quite literally, Paul is teaching Christians how to stand strong in the faith. You see it? Um, verse 10. Finally be strong in the Lord, in his mighty power. He describes being fit for battle. He identifies the armor of God that we need to have in order to take our stand against the devil's schemes. That the battles we, that we face require armor. Don't go out naked into a fight. You know. Armor up. We should not even consider attempting to walk, walk it out apart from using the armor of God. And after Paul identifies the Christian armor, see this. Here comes the prayer. The command to pray. After all of this armor, all of this, here's here's how you're preparing for battle. And then in verse eighteen, he says, and, "And and pray in the spirit on all occasions. Pray." Christian soldier fights on his knees, so to speak. Prayer is the first thing, the second thing, and the third thing you need to know here. Pray, pray, pray. I don't think it misses the point that Paul is making. To say this every piece of armor we put on we put on with prayer We can say that through prayer the spiritual strength and the armor of God go to work a prayerless Christian can wear the armor of God But never accomplish all that God intends if they fail to go into battle Have not having prayed There's an old uh, there's an old gospel song The title of it is stand up stand up for Jesus One of the stanzas says this stand up stand. How many of you know that song stand up stand up for Jesus God bless you Oh, you're my people Stand up stand. watch this stand up stand up for Jesus stand in his strength alone The arm of flesh will fail ye fail you ye dare not trust your own now watch this Put on the gospel armor each piece put on with prayer Where duty calls or danger be never wanting there Prayer is the simplest way to describe The simplest way to describe it is to me communication with God It boils down to relationship, honoring God, having your heart and mind engaged with his heart and mind Some benefits of prayer, I'm going to quickly identify some benefits of prayer Prayer changes our focus And then we're going to jump back to verses 18 to 20. But watch this. Prayer changes focus from earthly things to eternal things. We often get distracted by things going on around us. And it's not that it's wrong to pray about earthly things, but we need an, an eternal perspective even on earthly things. Colossians 3, verse 2 says, Set your minds on things above, not on things below. Prayer brings us closer to God. You can't help but get to know someone better if you communicate with them. James 4 draw near to God and what does Scripture say? He will draw near to you Psalm 145 the Lord verse 18 the Lord is near to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth You see prayer brings us closer to God prayer ushers us into God's presence. We have a divine hearing when we pray Hebrews 4 verse 16 let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I think clearly we see how prayer helps us and helps others. We pray with someone. We pray for someone. First Peter 5:7 Give all of your worries and cares to God, and he cares for you. You can you can pray for yourself you can pray for others philippians 4 be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus there's sometimes you just give a holy gulp and you pray and say okay god here we go colossians 1 and so from the day we heard we've not ceased Cease praying for you cease to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom spiritual understanding So as to walk in a matter manner worthy of the Lord fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy giving thanks to the Father Who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in life? I tell you what you send one of your kids out with that prayer They're fit to match the day, say, "Listen, what I'm facing," and you begin to pray for someone else, and and and, and there's a need, there's a, there's something that goes up. Prayer, prayer is something that helps us and help others. Now, something that I think many of you, most of you, have seen. I'm going to show it to you again. Is is a prayer? This last week, um, during a football game, Demar Hamlin gets hit, goes into cardiac arrest. Um, he is doing much better, thank God, I believe, in response to prayer. Um, but there was this ESPN uh, commentator who had heard people talk about praying. By the way, they've said there's no atheists in Fox, Fox Holt. <laughs> And apparently, you could be a big, tough linebacker or lineman in the NFL, but when someone is lying breathless lifeless on the field it moves you to pray it reminds me of what will happen in that end day (laughs) the end of time the beginning of eternity when jesus returns scripture says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord when when planes hit towers when people are in urgent need when they when they're desperate they turn to God football players turn to God I want you to see this here's a guy who on national TV I believe um, led by the Spirit um, stopped and prayed and you can see in his mind okay listen am I going to do this right here right now and 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 there's times where God just prompts you, and you do it. Prayer helps others, and it helps ourselves. I want you to watch this. This happened this last week.
2: Um, Football gave me everything, you know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football Mm -hmm. as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, You know, like, this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers, and you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say, like, all we can do is pray for him, and I've heard the buffalo bills organization say that we believe in prayer and maybe this is not the right thing to do but i want it's just on my heart that i want to pray for it is Demar hamlin right, right, right now um i'm gonna do it out loud i'm gonna close my eyes i'm gonna bow my head and i'm just gonna pray for him um god we come to you in these moments that we don't understand that are hard uh, because we believe that you're god and coming to you and praying to you um has impact we're we're sad we're angry um and we want answers but some things are unanswerable we just want to pray truly come to you and pray for strength for damar for healing for damar for comfort for damar to be with his family to give them peace if we didn't believe that prayer didn't work we wouldn't ask this of you god um i believe in prayer we believe in prayer We lift up DeMar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. It's beautiful. Respectfully.
2: We will continue to cover this story. We'll continue to bring you all the updates that we have. And as usual, we'll see you tomorrow on NFL Live. I'll just reiterate how secondary football is in all of this. We are thinking and praying, as you've seen here, for DeMar Hamlin and his family. And truly hoping for some better news.
0: How about that? (laughs) Prayer helps us. Prayer helps others, folks. If that (laughs) that commentator Dan is able to pray on national TV, you think you might be able to pray with someone maybe outside their car, someone at the gas station, someone you might see that. Maybe at work that needs prayer. You say prayer is one of the benefits of prayer. It helps. It helps us. It helps others. Um, prayer unites us. Prayer brings unity of heart and mind and spirit. Watch this in First Timothy two eight. Therefore, we want the men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands, without wrath or dissension. It brings unity. Prayer brings joy. Um, As we watch the news and we look around at the world, it's often hard to not feel the heaviness of, of our times. Prayer is meant to be our comfort. As believers, we're meant to come together during times like these and seek God's face together for our comfort and joy. Prayer brings joy. Watch this, Philippians. I thank my God in all of my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my prayer for all of you, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first time until now, I'm confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Chronicles, splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Psalm 16, verse 11, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. (laughs) Prayer brings us joy. I want you to look quickly back at Ephesians 6 how to pray Now can I tell you this This is one little message in a series and we could preach a series just on prayer itself and it would last until Christ comes But let me just share with you some some quick points here from Ephesians 6 on how to pray Pray in the spirit you know what that says to me pray dependently be sensitive to the promptings of the holy spirit that 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 man on tv national tv was was faced with a decision i've heard about prayer he said you know people are talking about prayer they say they believe in prayer all right am i going to do it Prompted by the Spirit. I just believe I need to do it right now. There's times where you are prompted to pray. Praying in the Spirit. Say, ooh, it's not, it's not this, this thing that is you know, just for the super spiritual. You have the Spirit of Christ living within you. When He begins to speak to you, that person may need prayer. Um, act on that. Act on that. W- one of the things that is absolutely essential and so encouraging is... <laughs> the body of christ each using their gifts and their abilities in different ways and so we need the 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 body of christ needs all the gifts to be active um, and being used but there are some things that you know generally speaking all of us need to be aware of the presence of of god's spirit and how he's leading us one of the things i have to tell you that is is starting to get exciting around here is how people are submitting themselves christ so they're they're spending time in the word they're spending time in prayer they've put themselves in community and now what happens is god is using them to speak to others and what has been happening over these um, past weeks and And Months is people have been ministering to one another and so that passage of scripture that says one waters one one plants and one Waters and one tills all of those things happening that is producing Spiritual fruit and God is using you what is amazing is people that will say they led by the Spirit of God to say things to someone and That's what they exactly what they were needing to hear God is doing that all right So, But when you pray, be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When we pray in the Spirit, the Spirit prays for us, through us. We don't know what always to pray or how to pray, but the Spirit intercedes for us. He shares our burdens. He enables even our groanings. There are times burdened where, you've heard me use that phrase, to crawl under the burden of prayer. Um, It's a phrase that I I believe... um, I first heard from, um, I'm going to mess up his name. <laughs> um, uh, uh, he spoke at Life Action. Jeff Mann, what's his name? Yes. Um, and he talked about crawling under the burden of prayer. There have been times when burdened with prayer, not even understanding Exactly how to pray because the Spirit of God had not shown that, didn't know what His will was going to be on a situation. To pray, to be before Him, and to know that there are times that God takes wordless prayer, sometimes the groans of a heart and a soul, and He interprets them. And even in those moments, you can begin to feel the burden of prayer being released because God is moving. Being willing to lead, to pray by the Holy Spirit any time for any reason. So how to pray? See that? He says, and pray in the Spirit. (laughs) So that's pray dependent on the Holy Spirit. And how else should we pray? Pray in the Spirit on all occasions. You know what that means? Not only dependently on the Spirit, but pray constantly constantly. Be constantly in prayer. This is prayer upon prayer. Live in continual uh, God consciousness. A uh, dear brother to me, uh, Ray Butterfield, a former pastor in our tribe, he was the pastor of my parents' church of our church when I was when I was born. He he was the pastor that officiated over um, the dedication service when my parents brought my twin sister and. Um, Uh, me to to the church and we're dedicated and he he was the the pastor who uh, baptized me years later he was he wasn't at our church anymore but we were at a camp and just the significance of his life and ministry was important and he he baptized me Um, and then many years after that he was the pastor who officiated it Uh, Our wedding when ron and I were married. He he married us ray butterfield His name is not probably ever been on a on a tv screen um, or in the lights But i'll tell you he was a man of god And one of the things that so impressed me about brother ray butterfield was he started all of his prayers with and god and then he took off on the rest of his prayer you see the english language has seven uh coordinating conjunctions you know what they are you remember for and nor but or yet or so the fanboys right um fanboys that's how you remember them for and nor anyway watch the video you'll figure it out later a conjunction is a word used to connect clauses or sentences So the idea was that Reverend Butterfield would start his prayers as a continuation of his last prayer. His prayer never ended. Pray without ceasing. Pray constantly. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, watch this, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Pray with variety. Jesus talked to his disciples about praying in repetition. He said, don't be like those who stand in the street corners and just repeat their prayers over and over and over again he said pray pray with variety it's personal i i mean you 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 have a lover and you don't want them to say to you the same thing over and over again get new get fresh get use some ideas of how you can pray pray with variety every kind of prayer you can think of pray in groups pray alone pray silent you can pray while you're walking pray while you're kneeling Pray standing, groaning prayers, Pray, praying for self, that is, uh, petitions, praying for others, intercession, prayers of confession. I thought Pastor Chuck was, was right on when he talked about the whole idea of confession being lost many times on uh, the evangelical church these days. Confession, prayers of praise, prayers for blessing. Just pray. Pray with variety. Here's, here's another one. You see this? All kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. Be alert. You pray with vigilance. Vigilance. Be on alert. It requires vigilance. Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray. There's a great song that takes that verse of scripture. It says, Watch. Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray. The song says, Watch and pray and live rejoicing every day. Happy day. Happy day. Watch and pray. We're facing an enemy. Wake up. Realize what's going on. It's time to get intentional and intense. Matthew, watch this, 26, verse 41. Watch and pray that you enter not in temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Pray with vigilance. Be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. How should you keep on praying? Always keep on praying. You know what that means? You pray with persistence. Sometimes I think we... We throw up a prayer, and we don't understand what it means to, to prevail in prayer. We're so used to running up to McDonald's and getting a fast burger that we pray to God like that. God, I went through the prayer line, I punched in my prayer, and we call it good. I know I'm, I'm an old man now, but I do understand Watching the Saints of God prevail in prayer Prevailing in prayer stick it out don't quit We're not trying to get God to do something. He doesn't want to It means we're not going to give up praying until he reveals what he wants to what he wants to do Sometimes scripture says some things are not accomplished without prayer and fasting I think sometimes the American church is so uh, accustomed to ease in life that we want to pray, but not, we're not willing to persist in prayer. Some things are not accomplished without prayer and fasting. I look at Mark 9, some demonic or some spiritual warfare kinds of things. In Acts 14, strategic decisions. So, listen, God, what is it you want me to do? I have this, this, or this. And sometimes, you know, for the Christian, it's not always choosing between something that's good and evil. It's choosing between two things that may be good. And how do you know God's Word? How do you know God's will? Persistence. Luke 2 talked about some dire situations. Psalm 35, praying with persistence. Because some of those, are, some people are sick. Tim Podzinski had a stroke last week. He's in the hospital fighting for his life. Did surgery on his brain to relieve pressure. If we don't do this surgery, if we do this surgery, we intend to leave relieve pressure in his brain to help him. If we don't do this surgery, he will die. Tim's still in the hospital. Persist in prayer. When people are sick who would join me God right now we stop and we pray for brother Tim now Lord there are others that have been in the hospital or suffering sickness at this point and we pray for them as well but now specifically for Tim God we ask that this surgery designed to relieve pressure in his brain would do just that. Lord, we've heard that there's issues that he's dealing with, some complications, and God, I pray that you would untie the knot, that you'd uncomplicate things, that for your great name, for Tim's good, and for your glory, you would touch him right now. And Lord, your church, even today, stopping to pray and persisting in prayer in the name of Jesus we pray amen we pray with persistence when it comes to grief 2nd Samuel 1 people who were grieving let me just point out one more thing praying in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind be alert always keep on praying for me that whenever I speak words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of gospel. You know what that means? We have to pray strategically. Pray for the bigger-than-you needs in the world. Pray for leaders. Pray for revival. Pray for awakening. Pray for a turning from evil. Pray for God's light to shine in the darkness and reveal evil deeds. Pray for insight and understanding wisdom. Be a part of, of God's SOF, special operations force. Get behind enemy lines and pray. I'm going to invite the team to come, and they're going to lead us in our last song. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Lift high His royal banner, it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, His army shall He lead till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed stand up stand up for jesus stand in his strength alone the armor flesh will fail you you dare not trust your own put on the gospel armor each piece put on with prayer where duty calls or danger be never wanting there stand up stand up for jesus the strife will not be long the day this day the noise of battle the next the victor's song. To him that overcometh a crown of life shall be he with the King of glory shall reign eternally. Walk it out in prayer. Charles Finney was an evangelist, a leader in the Second Great Awakening. He was the preacher. He credits, though, much of his ministry success to a man named Daniel Nash while Finney preached Nash prayed Nash was found dead in his room one day they found him in the posture of prayer his tombstone simply reads this Daniel Nash labored in prayer. He walked it out. He walked it out. And I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the saints, all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the goodness of God. Walk it out. Thank you for joining us for this message from the Summit Church Podcast. Again, if you have questions, visit us at summitniles.com. Now go and be the church in the world.